Welcome to the Dwell Church Sermon Archive. Dwell is a family defined by the love of God and committed to giving it away. Here is this week's message. It's a beautiful time because you get to celebrate um, just, you know, a wonderful season, and then you get to celebrate the reason that we are celebrating the season, right? Um, But I love Christmas. Uh, It's like my favorite time of the year. The weather is, oh, I love cold weather. Uh, growing up, I played basketball. It's basketball season. Uh, it's my birthday month is December. Like, there's so many good things about December and Christmas and, and, this, and the holidays. Um, I actually really do love gift giving. It's like one of my favorite things is like to give someone a gift that they did not know they wanted or needed or expected. And like it's something that you plan out and you get to give them a really fun gift or a really uh, unique gift. Um, you know, obviously I'm not mad about receiving gifts either. Uh, I, I'm not mad about uh, the, the lights and the music and the weather and all the fun things there is about Christmas. But as you get older, Christmas is kind of a hectic time, right? It kind of becomes like just more and more chaotic. And what I mean by is when you're a kid, right, what are you worried about in Christmas? What are you responsible for as a kid in Christmas? You're responsible for just absolute having the time of your life like you know school's out for the summer but it's a week you know it's Christmas you get out for two weeks all you're worried about is getting your favorite Christmas candy getting your favorite Christmas drink and then of course just telling your parents and friends and grandma and grandpa and uncle and aunt everything you want and it just shows up one day Uh, maybe not everything you want but a lot of items just show up it's a very simple kind of time as a kid but as an adult or as you get older you have to start planning out okay we got to make sure we give everyone a gift this year we have to you know figure out are we going to be visiting your family are we going to visit my family am I traveling to go visit friends or family and it just gets so chaotic right like me and my wife uh, we have family in two different continents And the one that's on this continent is not even close to Colorado. So it's like, okay, are we flying here? Are we flying there? Are we doing both? Does that sound crazy? Um, And you just start getting pulled apart. You get so anxious and stressed about, you know, everything that you feel like you need to accomplish. And you miss the enjoyment of the holiday sometimes. Like sometimes I just wish I could escape and go away and sit down and beside a fireplace, drink a cup of wassail, because it's not Wassel, because we're not in Germany, people. Listening to music or watching Elf. And I want to do that for a month straight. Like, how good does that sound? I don't have to budget uh, for gifts. I don't have to think about this or that. I can just sit at peace and be exactly where I want to be. But, I mean, how many times do we actually get to do that? Like, it, it, whatever you really wanted to do this Christmas holidays, how often are you actually able to get alone and do exactly what you would want to do? Typically, we're pulled in those, those different directions, and sometimes we just want to escape and get away. We want to go to a mountain retreat, and no one talked to us. But nowadays, if you want to go to a mountain retreat, you have to plan it out. You have to budget it. You have to figure out what's available, and then we have to drive. Like, nothing seems to be in our control sometimes because it, we are responsible for so many different things that come up. You know, it's just this world, this time that we want to be happy, we want to be at peace, and it seems chaotic. Or maybe like you're sitting 
at the table with your relatives, your friends, your families, and the one thing you don't want to come up is vaccines and politics, yet that one uncle, of course, brings it up, and it starts this debate and this argument, and all you want to do is slowly slide your chair back, take your food, sneak to the children's table where their only concern is have they ate enough real food that their parents will let them have a dessert. Or maybe it's something even worse, like maybe it's a loss of a job, maybe a loss of a home, maybe loss of life, maybe you're missing a relative, maybe there's things out of your control that this cause this strife and, and this conflict and chaos and things that you don't understand and you can't seem to understand or figure it out and all you want to do is hit a button that just gets you out of there. You just want to escape that feeling. You just want to escape that situation that you're in. And a lot of these things seem like they should be momentary. Like it should be like, oh, well, these things are just kind of chaotic for the time. But I feel like we've accepted that, oh, well, we just live in a chaotic life. Everything is always out of our control. Some st statistics about uh, America, 76% of adults experience health impacts due to stress in the prior month. 43% of adults in Denver say their stress has increased this year. We're kind of past that COVID time and people are still finding more stress from what a lot of would consider like the most crazy time, most out of control time in our life. My point today is not to talk about what's going on there and say what we could solve there, but my point is that a lot of us do not live in a peaceful state, a, a state that we feel comfortable and at peace we live a roller coaster life and lives that so many things are out of our control. And a lot of times, people just look for an escape. We just look for a way to get out of it. And whether we want to acknowledge it or whether or not we know it, but what, what a lot of us and all of us are seeking is a peace. And not just, uh, I don't want to say that word lightly and us to get lost on what kind of peace we're talking about here. Like, like it's not the necessarily, uh, you know, everyone says they want peace, but it's not like when you're at the beauty pageant and they walk up to the, to the contestant and they say, ma'am, well, in the South, you'd say, ma'am, I don't know what you say, you say, uh, excuse me, you know, if you could have one thing in the world, what would it be? And all together, world peace. Without fail, that's what they'll answer. It's not a situational peace. It's not a, a momentary peace, what we're talking about today. We're talking about a thing that we desire and what we truly desire is God's peace for you in your life, God's peace to take over your life. And I can tell you, if you've never truly experienced this, I'm extremely excited to talk about this because this is the good stuff. This is something that can change your life entirely. So what does it look like? In Luke chapter 1, verse 26 um, through 38, we see the story of Jesus and the story of Mary being told that she'll give birth to Jesus. So we see Mary, who is a virgin. She's a young teenager at this time. She's been betrothed to Joseph. Angel Gabriel comes says, Mary, God has chosen you to carry his son, Jesus, the Savior. 
it's just an, such an insane thing to happen. You basically see Mary, who's this young person who's a betrothed. She's a virgin at this time, who now has an angel come and tell her that not only is she going to give birth to a child from the Holy Spirit, um, but this child is going to be the Savior of the world. Like, can you imagine the situation? I want you to put yourself in this situation. Uh, you are, you know, in a relationship that, you know, you're going to be married. Uh, next thing you know, an angel appears. You're now uh, going to carry this child. It's like this moment that you know isn't how it has to happen. Mary has to tell Joseph about this, right? Like, Mary has to break the news. If you've ever, like, been reading a book or watching a show and this ultimate cringe point comes, you're like, I can't even bear to watch because this conversation is going to be so bad but play it, because I need to see this, right? You're like, I don't like know how this can even happen. Like, the, the imagine having to have this conversation uh, with your significant other, and, a, and when you know all this is going on, you're just trying to live your life, and then this crazy thing just throws it out of control. You know, I, I, I'm glad I wasn't in that situation, right? But and you think you'd do anything to like escape it? Like, nope, don't want to do this. I'll, I'll t- pause the TV show. I'll go do my own thing. I'm not gonna. Talk to, I'm just going to leave. Joseph will never see me again if I'm married in this situation. Like, see ya. I can't have this conversation with you. But that's not what Mary does. We see Mary, you know, hear this from the angel, hear this from God. And how does she respond? She goes and sees her relative, and then she, she sings a song of praise. In verse 46, it says, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him. From generation to generation he has shown strength with his arms. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. I didn't sing that, but you essentially see this, right, Mary, uh, answering God's call in a sense, finding peace in a situation that seems like there would not even be attainable. Like imagine you're in this situation, even though it's for good, even though God is in control in this situation, Mary had every right to be, to have this feeling of like, I can't do this. I can't handle this. I can't imagine like, if this happens, like, do you think peace would be attainable? Like not only the, the, the people who would hear you say this and the people who would, you know, as you tell people that you're all these things, Right. Like, and from Joseph's point of view, like, you, you can imagine how, like, when this conversation comes, like, Mary's like, you know, hey, so this belly is not just lentils and bread. Like, you know, uh, I actually am going to give birth to a, a son. Actually, an angel told me this. Uh, I'm still a virgin. It was, uh, because the Holy Spirit has moved and empowered this to happen. Oh, also, this son will be the savior of the world. Like, if you're in Joseph's situation, right, you're like, uh, you could just, like, told me, like, 
anything else. You didn't have to go this extreme of lying, right? Like if you're Joseph, this craziness has happened. And I imagine like on a serious note, all Joseph would want to do is just escape. Like, can I hit the restart button? Can I get out of this situation? This woman who is going to be my wife has now, in his mind, probably cheated on him and is doing all these things. And, and like, all Joseph probably wanted to do is, like, get out of this situation. Like, you know, he's a carpenter, so he's like, hey, can I just go build a, ha- build a table? Like, let me just get out and get alone and get away from this. I want to escape this uncontrollable situation. And in Luke, or excuse me, Matthew chapter 1, we see an angel comes to Joseph as he's uh, like contemplating these things. And it says, Joseph, this, because he's just a man, he settles just to divorce her quietly. But then the angel comes and shares that this is God's will and God has actually moved into this. And you need to you know, care for this woman and raise this child. And we see Joseph listening and trusting in God, finding peace in a situation that was completely, completely out of his control. I don't think it's something that I think we I don't think we should take it lightly just because it's Mary and Joseph and we built up these kind of preconceptions of who they are in our lives. They had every right as you do to say, This is crazy. I can't find peace in a situation like this. And on their own they couldn't, but you have to see that they trusted in what God was saying and God gave them a peace that completely overwhelmed their situation. You think of the hard times you've been through, these crazy things that happen in our lives that just throw things out of our control. And what we're saying is, is God has a peace that overwhelms all of that. So it's a peace that overwhelms. And it's a peace that endures. We've seen now the beginning of kind of this crazy journey that knocks Joseph and Mary's life completely off track of what they thought it was going to, do, to be. And in, in chapter 2, uh, verse 1, uh, just to paraphrase a little bit, is basically this census is being called. Joseph has to go back to where like his home of his lineage is. And what, that's what leads him eventually uh, to Bethlehem. And so Mary and Joseph... Mary, who is about to have Jesus, she's like ready to go, ready to pop. I don't know if that's, uh, you know, kosher to say, but she's like, you know, ready to have this baby. And instead of like being comfortable at home, they're like, you know what? We have a 90-day, 90-mile journey, you know, to take. So hope you're ready. Like, have anybody here, I know there's a few parents in here, like, can you imagine you're about to have a child and you're like, you know what? We're going to go hike 90 miles for four days because we got to go do this thing. Um, That seems peaceful, right? That seems like all in our control. I mean, if if you're Joseph in this situation, I would assume all you want to do is provide this like sanctum sanctuary around your wife of like, we have to make this as peaceful. I want your legs up. I want you just doing nothing. I want to create this like environment that nothing could go wrong. Kick your feet up. Let me get you a coffee, a tea. I don't know if you can drink coffee if you're pregnant. Is that a thing? I don't know. Like, you know, I, I want to get you some water, some Gatorade, whatever you need. Uh, you know, nowadays people are taking like baby moon vacations just to get away for like a week before the chaos starts. And so you make that four-day journey, probably longer than that. I think four days is what they would estimate a normal person walking. I assume a, 
eight or nine month pregnant woman might not walk at that speed. Maybe she's walking faster than Joseph at this point, right? She's like, we got to get there. I got to get this over with, right? So you make that four-day journey. What do you want? You want a hot shower, a nice bed, a warm meal. How about a manger? So now not only did you have to make this journey, they had to make this journey. Now you see that like they don't even have a place to stay. They can't even control that. They make it to where they have to go, and instead they get put into a manger. Uh, they get sent to a place that yet once again you see is completely out of their control, completely chaotic. I, I, I can't even fathom these circumstances happening. <clears throat> and you don't see anywhere Mary and Joseph complaining or crying out or saying what is happening but instead you see them just trusting in God and you see it coming to this peace that endures through all situations it's not a situational peace that you just obtain once and it kind of covers this and can can leave instantly right have you ever been like in a good good you know time like you're having feel like you're peaceful and then a notification comes up and you're like oh my gosh like and this throws you all whack off like like right now if if uh Elva got a notification about the World Cup. She would probably like lose her mind because she's trying to keep it all. So if you know anything about the World Cup, don't tell Elva right now. Those like momentary peace, it, it kind of fluctuates. And what we're talking about here is a peace that, that infiltrates your life, takes over your life, and guides your life. We see this in Mary and Joseph. I've seen this in my own life. I've, I've experienced Things that have been completely out of my control. When I was in high school, I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning. My house was on fire. We lost everything. And when you lose everything, it puts everything in perspective. You realize that you literally do not have control over anything. A couple months later, I lost my younger sister. You see these things that, just, that we cannot control no matter how big or small and I, I, I truly don't think I could be here today or even talk about this if I didn't have faith in God who has given me a peace to be able to withstand some of these trials in our lives. This isn't possible without the overwhelming, enduring, and lasting peace that comes from God. This peace is good. And this peace is for everyone. In Luke 2, chapter 10 uh, through 14, we see the story of the shepherds and the angels coming to, to share with the shepherds to go and that, that the Savior is here and that they should come and, and worship him and, and share this about to everyone. And in verse 14, it says, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Peace to whom God is pleased. God is pleased with us when he looks in your life and he sees Jesus. When he looks at the things you do in your life, when he looks in your heart where you are faithfully pursuing and he sees a reflection of his son, the righteousness of Jesus. When we live like Jesus, God is pleased. When we care for those expecting nothing in return, when we forgive those who wrong us, when we feed those who are hungry, when we house those who are homeless, when we give to those who are in need, when we help those who are helpless, when we love those around us. God sees Jesus in us when we seek him, when we obey him, when we worship him, and when we love him. 
This isn't a subscription model that you pay $9.99 a month and you automatically get peace in your life. What God is saying is if you would seek after Christ, if you would live a, a, a Christ-like life, if you would worship Jesus, if you would love him, if you would do everything in your power to live and to care for those around you, this peace can overwhelm your life. It can control your life to a sense when you don't control anything else around you, but you can hold on to the fact that God is in control and that God's peace is taking care of your life. I tell you, if you haven't experienced this, you need to experience this. I'm telling you, if you do experience this, you need to share this with others. The angels are sharing this good news to the shepherds. When we learn of this peace, when we experience this peace, when we trust in this peace, we can't help but tell others about this peace. You look at Mary and Joseph. They hear God tell them what is going to happen. They hear of this. They experience the peace of God. Then they continue to trust in this peace, even when things continue to go away and things continue to be out of their control. And they experience this peace that endures and takes over their life. As we talked about in the beginning, our world is far from peaceful. If anyone could tell you that our world is com completely at peace right now, it would be the easiest way to spot a liar in your life, right? There's so many things that just fluctuate and out of our control, and I'm telling you that people need the peace of God. I don't know how good of a job I did at portraying this peace to you. I can tell you if you can break open this word and you can read about it, you will see the peace of God in this people. I hope that if you are around believers that you see the peace that carries them through life. I've had people, you know, ask me when I've lost uh, things in my life, when I've, I've been laid off multiple times as part of working in tech. I've lost family members, as I mentioned, like when I lost my sister, when I lost my house and lost, literally I had nothing but a pair of shoes on and shorts. And, and I've talked to people who just didn't understand how you kind of can keep functioning. I look at my parents who, when they lost their, their, their daughter, that everything wanted them just to stop functioning. And what you see here is it's not an easy, and I'm not saying that it, that it mends this wound immediately or anything like that. What I'm saying is, is you can carry on because this peace of God can get you through anything. No matter how small or no matter how great, no matter how big things are out of your control. Now, no, how, no matter how much you just want to escape a situation, what God is saying is that Jesus is better. Let me tell you, there's only one place to get this peace. There's only one place you can get this that it comes from, and it's a Savior named Jesus. And he has paid that price for that peace so that we can experience it, we can trust in it, we can have it, and we can share it. I pray you experience this. I hope every single one of you have. And I hope you don't hold on to it just for yourself. You know, we, everyone knows about Christmas. Everyone knows about Advent. But not everyone knows or experiences what it's truly about. It doesn't matter how many gifts you get. I can guarantee you the gift of Jesus surpasses all of those. We're going to close in prayer. Before we do so, um, I'm going to read, actually, a scripture in prayer. Psalms 23, 
Um, I want to read it as we, as we close. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thanks for listening. We hope it brought you closer to Jesus and more in touch with the world around you. Being a Christian in today's culture can be hard. Fortunately, he gives us the gift of community through his church. So we would love to invite you to join us for one of our Sunday morning gatherings or for one of our weekly small groups. All the details you need can be found on our website, dwelldenver.org.